All right, guys. It's been some time, but we are back. This is the Victory Lap Podcast or Victory Lap Podcast. Uh, I'm TJ. That is my my boy, Nick Pay. Good. What's good? Uh, we are glad to be back, guys. Um, <clears throat> there's been a lot of races, a lot of action, a lot of news since we've last talked. Um, first and foremost, just give a, a shout to everybody right now uh, in Emilia Romana, Italy. Um, that has been dealing, uh, you know, in Imola, that that area of Italy, that has been dealing with the floods, man. Because mm-hmm. I I don't know if that stuff's still going on or not, but I know that's the reason why they canceled the Grand Prix about three or four weeks ago. And now, you know, I, I saw a lot of stuff on Twitter that they were saying, like, this is, like, the worst thing that could have happened to this, like, small town. Uh, so I'm just hoping that everyone's okay. Uh, the people are recovering. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, Outside of that, guys, yeah, I mean, we've had two race weekends uh, that have, you know, incurred since uh, Monaco and Spain. Lots of upgrades in between. And then this weekend is Canada. So, yeah, we've got a lot to talk about. Nick P, uh, how how you feeling, man? I mean, we're feeling good because uh, Red Bull is still in the lead and looks like by far, very far. But I mean, hey. Excited because we've got a uh, we've got a couple teams that may be catching up now, so we'll see what we'll see what's gonna happen. Yeah, I, you know I'm not gonna lie, man, and this is one thing I wanted to, I wanted to talk to you about because it has been and it will continue to be a Red Bull season. We mm-hmm. we I think this is kind of known. You know the yeah. other teams catching up. I don't know I don't know how how, how much heart you had in that comment, but um, much, I, but um. <laughs> I mean, Red Bull, Red Bull is, is you know, credit to their engineers, credit to their team, credit to their drivers, obviously, as well. They've got to get their end of the bargain done, too. But uh, they've they've just ran away, basically, with this season yeah. uh, from the jump. But I do think it is interesting how, you know, it was a little LeBron-esque, I will say, you know, a little goatish. But <laughs> Lewis Hamilton, in the last couple of weeks, there had been rumors oh, yeah. about him possibly leaving Mercedes possibly joining, you know, the biggest other brand probably in Formula One, Ferrari. And, you know, now I'm seeing reports that, oh, yeah, they're about to get their deal done, this, that, the other. It's going to make him the highest paid, you know, race car driver ever. All this record-breaking stuff, right? But I'm like, why Why would there even, even be leaks about Lewis leaving, um, you know, in the media? And then, I, and then I thought, I reflected, I was like, Maybe he's just trying to take some of the attention away from Red Bull and some of the greatness that they've been showing this year, just some of the absolute dominance. I'm like, there's no way Lewis wants to take the spotlight off of Red Bull or or possibly Aston Martin with their success over Mercedes. Um, now, Mercedes has kind of caught up these last couple of weeks, but yeah. I just thought that was a little little like, hey, like it didn't get out there for no reason. Obviously, maybe Lewis was using it as a bargaining piece as well. Himself, but what are your thoughts on that? I I saw that kind of floating around through the news. I mean, I don't know because, like, how first of all, do we know how accurate or trustworthy this is? But I mean, I don't see Lewis being completely done at Mercedes at this point in time, especially with the last couple of weeks, as you said. I mean, they've they've come out with some upgrades and they've really almost turned the season around. I mean getting both drivers on the podium. So we've, they've only had one podium before then. So that's, that's really big. And I mean, like, is Mercedes really out of the count either right now? Like, I don't know if we can be saying that Lewis is like, Oh, done at Mercedes. I mean, they're in second place. 
pretty far behind Red Bull, but that's still second place. They've got a battle with Aston Martin. So, you know, I would see him focusing on Mercedes and trying to uh, secure that second place, at least. I mean, they could fight for first, but really Red Bull is pretty, pretty freaking far ahead um, in the constructors standing. So I don't I don't know. It would take a lot to catch up to that. Um, yeah. Look at the driver standings, you know, Max is probably, I mean, almost definitely going to be the champion again this year. Uh, but Checo, I mean, Checo's got some people on his tail, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, Checo was also given Max for a while, like, you know, a little bit of run for his money. Some yeah. bad things kind of fell his way. But yeah, yeah now you're right. Yeah. You know, Checo is not super far ahead in that now, second position. Yeah. Now he, he was fighting for number one at the start and then now he's going to be fighting for number two fernando and lewis are both creeping up on him and if he keeps having these things happen where he's going to end up at the bottom of the grid and finish in the p11 p15 range on some of these races i mean those points especially with fernando and lewis and these new upgrades on both of those cars uh they've really been pushing it so they're they can easily catch up to checo if that stuff keeps happening. Yeah. Uh, do you think that, you know, lends any um, possible fear for Max Verstappen, you know, being in the same car as Checo, Checo having some of these, uh, you know, problems already? Do you think that maybe he's like, you know, maybe I got to expect something like this to happen later in the season? Will that hurt my title chances? Like, is that something that's going through his head, you think? Um. Yeah, I'd say, I mean, I'm sure that stuff's going through every driver's head um just with the nature of this sport and how precise everything has to be there's like the most minuscule mistake could blow up the car if something goes wrong in the engine or something so you know i i do think that's probably going through his head but um for max i think he's probably just focused on um you know just the race and if that does happen i think that they would address it quite quickly if if max was for some reason whether it's like a crash or if the car broke down and he dnfs in a race um i'm sure that'll be of concern but i don't think it'll be a huge concern um because it's red bull you know um they've got the some of the greatest engineers on the face of the planet designing that car um so i'm sure if something did happen to max like that i'm sure that they're going to fix that car immediately and have it even better than it was before for the next race. So, you know, I'm sure it's going through his head a bit, but I don't think he's too concerned with that. He's got quite a lead. So if he DNFs one race, I mean, it might hurt, but it wouldn't be the end of the world for him. Um, it could pose, as... it could pose maybe a little light though, for it some could. of these teams yeah. at the end of the tunnel. I mean, you know, the consistency that, you know, we've seen from Mercedes, especially these last two seasons of us kind of getting into the sport, as well as, you know, I, I would consider Aston Martin in that conversation now, just based off the way they've performed so far this year, uh, being also kind of, you know, a, a, a slight parent company of Mercedes. Um, the consistency is there uh, with those two teams. And Red Bull does have it as well, 100%. I mean, that's why they're back to back, not just, you know, driver champions, but uh, world or excuse me. They only won the constructors last year, not two years straight. But drivers, they have two years straight. So yeah, I mean they've they've been the winners, right? That is one thing that Ferrari has not had: consistency. 
And this season is about to be over for them, really. I mean, it, they're fourth right now in the control. Excuse me. I think they're fourth. Let me double. Yeah, they are fourth. Yeah, they're fourth right now in, in the constructors. And then Al- um, Alpine is fifth by like sixty or so. Yeah, Alpine's a ways back, but um, they're still like about thirty-four points behind Aston Martin. And if it wasn't now, seriously speaking, and if it wasn't for Lance Stroll being on Aston Martin, and they had maybe a Daniel Ricciardo, uh, or or maybe you know someone else better than Lance Stroll. They would be way, 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 way more ahead of yeah. you know Ferrari. So I think that's just kind of like the thirty-four points isn't really telling the whole true story to that. Um, but yeah, it, it has been a blunder for them all season. The technical stuff, mechanical stuff, right? Um, uh, I do think that the management has been better, but at the same time, it's also like me looking from afar. You know, I, I'm not in there every single day. I don't know what Charles is thinking, what Carlos is thinking. Um, I'm sure that the Lewis rumors was not good for inside their, you know, uh, organization because yeah. Lewis didn't seem like he was shooting it down or not Lewis, excuse me. Uh, Charles didn't look like he was like kind of shooting these rumors down. Lewis was kind of just not answering the questions. And then Carlos, I mean, I didn't really see much of him making a comment on it at all because he would be out of a seat then, you know, yeah. realistically. So, yeah, I, I don't know if that's affected the morale within the team as well. Maybe Carlos sees his way out, you know, after this year. But, yeah, I, I don't know where Ferrari goes from here. I just – I got to pray and hope that they figure their shit out. Um, do you see them making any adjustments uh, other than kind of what I just mentioned or, you know? I mean, uh, obviously they can roll out some upgrade packages that can boost the car and the performance. But like you said, like the the consistency of Ferrari is just not there and and everything. Consistency is key, especially F1. So um until until they get some of those priorities straightened out, um, it, it will be rough. And especially when you've got like drivers like Charles and Carlos who have not a ton of experience, but they've got a lot of skill. It's like we we need people on the management side who are extremely experienced and can guide these drivers into the victory. So, yeah, I don't I don't know how much they can change right now at this point in the season. Um, and it it's could just even, sad, man. It's just yeah. sad, especially especially when you're carrying the name Ferrari. It, it, <laughs> I mean, it's such a legendary name. Um, it is sad. It is sad. Yeah. Yeah, there's there. I guess there's not much more words to kind of encapsulate that situation. But all right, you want to get into Monaco? Yeah, I'm down. Let's run it. All right, all right, all right. I'm pulling up the race results right now, just so I got all the exact numbers. So podium: Max, Fernando, Esteban Ocon. Exciting. So, uh, uh, yeah, he had a great race. Um, and then rounding out the points, you know, Lewis, George. Uh, Charles Pierre Gasly of Alpine, Carlos Sainz, uh, Lando Norris of McLaren, and Oscar Piastri of McLaren. Uh, I believe there was rain in this race as well. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think, yeah, I think that there was. And I yeah. think, didn't they, I could be completely wrong about this. Um, didn't they roll out the new tire, the new wet tires for that race? They might have. They might have. I know that they were talking about the new compounds and stuff yeah. like that. 
uh, moving forward. I, I don't know if it was me wrong about that, but I think it was Monaco. Yeah, it sounds right. I know that they're, I think Checo also like started towards the back end of the grid because yeah, he, of a little spin out in, in quality. So there, there was rain that weekend, maybe not for the race, but you know, Monaco, it's so hard to overtake. So it's like really the weekend's built off what you can do in those Friday, Saturday practice and qualifying yeah. sessions. Well, Qual- qualifying is almost more important than the race itself. I mean, yeah. arguably. Yeah. Well, you know, unless you want to flashback to last year and in, in, in the case that Ferrari just royally screwed Charles in a yeah. pit stop well, that lost him the race, you know, not, yeah. not the race, also a podium, but yeah. yeah I, you have a consistent and well, planned and paced race then the qualifying should be more important (laughs) no but um Esteban Ocon you know turning some heads I guess uh getting that p3 for Alpine definitely good for them in the midfield obviously elevating them you know they've got 40 points in the constructors clearly behind Ferrari but they're also clearly ahead of everyone else in the midfield um what have you kind of thought from their performances so far I mean this was the best one from either driver this season but just thinking about, you know, the acquisition of Pierre Gasly in the offseason, as well as, you know, continuing to build with Esteban, who I, I think is a, a good young driver. I don't think he's a, a top tier driver, if you will, but he's a very, you know, he can he can fight. You know, he's got some balls and I and I fuck with that. I fuck with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like the um, Alpine team, um, both Esteban and um, Pierre, like they're they're just fun drivers, I think, to watch, um, like you said. I don't think either of them are necessarily like, I mean, they're definitely not, they're not top tier drivers. There's no way that you could say that, Um, but they can fight. And, um, you know, I was expecting slightly more from them. Um, I think they had a little bit of a rough start to the season, but it is exciting to see them, especially last year with how Pien was performing and how just great they built up the car over the season and how much Mm -hmm. improvement they had. Um, it's exciting. And I think, I think that really is just what Alpine is, um, at least right now. Um, they're just the midfield team and, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. They're, they're the leader of the midfield and that's, that's a good position to be in for the future because I mean, like you said, I like, I like Esteban and like Pierre too. I think they both could have capacity to grow into being on the top tier drivers later in life maybe five years down the road uh once they get a lot more experience under the belt and if they stay if they both stay without peen or if one of them stays without peen you know build up some team chemistry keep working on that car to their specifications and really yeah. get something that's like just you know perfect for them um is going to perform to that driver's specifications how they like to drive and then you could really have something special. You could be competing for podium on the constructors and drivers even and and you know, a few years down the road. But I think I think that is where they are right now. They are the king of the midfield, and there's nothing really wrong with that. I think that they're a fun team to watch drive. And I, I also like the car livery. I think it I think they've got a I like all the liveries, but I think Alpine's got one of the better ones. Well, they gotta they gotta stick with the pink, man. I think everyone yeah. loves the pink. Um and you know, I, I don't understand why they only bring it back for like two races and then like go back to the blue. So like it's just kinda like a little weird what what they do, you know what I mean? But it it is what it is. I was gonna say, speaking of the kings of the midfield. 
technically, technically speaking, they aren't the leaders of the midfield because I was yeah. just looking at the standings. But we all kind of consider the cream of the crop, you know, the top four teams at this point in time, Aston Martin, Ferrari, Mercedes, and Red Bull. So, you know, Alpine's yeah. the best of the rest, really. I would, yeah, I, yeah, they technically aren't the kings of the midfield, but if Ferrari was actually competing, then they they are, but. Yeah, I was going to say, um, you know, 2026, there's going to be new kind of car regulations or, you know, specifications are going to have kind of, the idea is to, to get teams to start back from ground zero. So there isn't this yep. dynasty kind of stages. Um, but I think, you know, by that point in time, I think Alpine should have an understanding on where the trajectory of these two drivers are going, if they should stick with them moving forward past 2026. And yeah, at that point, you know, who knows, like you said, they could be, if the consistency is there, the chemistry is there, the, the, you know, the knowledge of the team, they've got the right engineers in place. They could be fighting for podiums, like you said, um, not only in the constructors, but in the drivers as well. Uh, because, you know, two years, three years down the line, is Fernando still driving? Is Lewis still driving? I don't know. I mean, Lewis, we're, we just talked about him resigning and stuff, but is it a one-year deal? Like, I don't, nobody knows. So, uh, yeah. The, but, Monaco, was there any other, like, you know, thoughts besides just kind of the podium results here? I know we, we just slightly mentioned uh, Checo's little mess up, I believe it was in qualifying or practice uh, at some point that, you know, put him down the field. Uh, and obviously being at Monaco, you can't really pass. So I think he was P16. Yeah. Um, not a great day for him. He lost a lot of leverage uh, in the driver's championship because of, you know, not getting any points there. Um, I'm just kind of looking through the rest of the, the grid here. Lance Stroll, DNF. Kevin Kevin Magnuson DNF as well. I'm not sure what happened to those two guys, but no 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 bueno DNFs. I just it just blows my mind like to think that like if Aston Martin actually had like a good driver, like where they would be kind of like at. You know what I mean? I think they'd be clear cut number two. Mercedes would be kind of like inching back in now because we've seen what they've done, you know, the last race weekend in Barcelona. But I don't know, man. Like do you think that's going through Lance or not Lance? Um, Lawrence Stroll's head, you know, because this is this is you know son. Yeah, uh, he's yeah. losing money. He's I, losing money if they're not winning. Like I, I can't even imagine like that being in that situation. Um, but I mean, yeah, it it is. The reality is that if they had somebody better, they they could be even competing with Red Bull because Fernando has really been on Red Bull's tail the whole season. So they had two drivers. I mean, especially with the the things that have been happening to Checo and all the points that he's lost yeah. over the last couple races. I mean, Aston Martin could be in one if they had another driver that was pulling podiums and like even four, five, six consistently. Exactly. Yeah, Lance kind of started the season doing that, but yeah. then he kind of regressed back to, form. you know, his form. Yeah, we we were excited at the beginning of the season because he did yeah. come out strong. But I mean, um, and, well, I was also hating on him big time at the very yeah. beginning of the season. I literally had him in the bottom tier of drivers like he's in his own tier. He, this is the Nicholas yeah, Gotifi tier, like Nicholas Gotifi tier, the best driver of all time tier. I know. Respect, respect. You know, we miss him. We miss him. We miss him a lot. 
Um, but yeah, was there anything else you want to talk about from Monaco? Any any other thoughts on the race? How it how it kind of unfolded? Okay, well, all right. Well, let's just jump right into. I was just gonna say I, I think Monaco is pretty straightforward. Yeah, it, it unfortunately you know, it is. Yeah, it is very straightforward. It's a it's classic. I mean, it's fun to watch. <laughs> no, it is. It is, and I I know that there was uh, some moments in time. Uh, during the race where, you know, the announcers were like, oh, my gosh, like, this is why Monaco is, it cannot be taken off the grid. And it's like, yeah, but it could spice it up a little bit. I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe. maybe. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm not trying to say, to you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not trying to, you know, cancel the race or, you know, reimagine it completely. But I think they should keep Monaco. But I mean, it is what it is um it's just straightforward and like we were saying it really is just coming down to whoever qualifies the best and i mean there's fun in that because you've got all the drivers and see who can get the fastest lap and all of that and then you get you just watch the race and it's gonna be pretty much the same but you know it's monaco so there's a lot of history a lot of, i mean it, it's i think monaco to me is more fun just watching the scenery and it's a very technical track as well. Yeah. It's just fun to watch. I mean, I I don't see them getting rid of it, but maybe they could. I was saying I've seen some designs uh that maybe the harbor could be an area where they could implement, you know, an over the water portion of the track, maybe get a little DRS action, have an actual passing zone. That could yeah, that would be fun. That would that, be that would that, be very good. The only thing is, you know, you gotta think about all the rich people in the yachts. They'll be mad. On wow. top of, on top of, like the course is already kind of, you know, meandered through the streets of Monaco. So it's yeah. like, how are they like gonna branch it off? You know what I mean? But and also, are they gonna build something there that's permanent? Because exactly. Like, People might be pretty pissed about that. There might be like environmental concerns. So, yes. But I mean, it would be it would be pretty pretty cool to see that. It would. It would. All right. Um, I'm gonna pull up uh Spain real quick here. This was a race that featured some upgrades from a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I That's think the-, the one that stood out the most was clearly Mercedes. Yeah. Um, but I think some other teams also came in with some upgrades. I believe Ferrari had some um down through the field maybe Haas as well uh but yeah this is usually a race where a lot of teams have you know their spring uh or not spring but like kind of winter testing they they like to go to specific tracks so then when they come to that track during the season they can kind of compare the numbers of oh where where were we in the winter and now where are we now and so for some teams I want to say a lot of teams for some teams um Barcelona is that track and yeah, I think that Mercedes definitely put on a show and oh, Lewis yeah. looked very, very happy afterwards. I think Barcelona was kind of like the thing that sealed the deal with him and him going back to Mercedes was like, OK, we've got something. We've got something. Yeah. We're not there yet. And, you know, he he it was kind of like a cautiously optimistic uh, uh interview post race where he was just like, ah, you know, I, I thought we would get a couple more hundredths uh, per lap. But. I'm not complaining. I mean, because this is the best result. You know what I mean? This is the best result of the season. So he's like, I love the progress. You know, if I could do my British accent. I love the progress. (laughs) Um, 
you know, the team's doing great back at the factory. Um, I love everybody there. Uh, just keep on going, guys. Like literally the most like just like so calm, Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, what I'm hearing uh from from you know looking at this race weekend a week later is that Mercedes is even coming with some more upgrades. And mm -hmm. as well as Aston Martin, who they both Aston. share the same factory. So Aston Martin's coming out with a big one for Canada. So um they're they're primarily doing the four for Canada, Aston Martin is. So we'll see what Mercedes they do something slight. I it's crazy to think that like they are literally competing more so against each other now. Not just in the fact that they're, they're like kind of, you know, P2, P3 for the championship uh, in the constructors, but the fact that they also have the same factory manufacturer. So it's like, okay, like you want the best parts, be the best team. And Aston Martin was kind of putting a little scare in Mercedes for a while, but Spain definitely was their resurgence um, at Petronas Racing. Uh, Checo P4 this race. So he didn't have no little slip up. That's good. Uh, Carlos P5, Lance Stroll P6. Okay. Okay, Lance. You okay. actually outperformed your teammate Fernando at P7. Esteban Ocon P8. Joe Guan Yu for Alfa Romeo. Okay. P9. And then Pierre Gasly at P10 for Alpine. Charles, tough race, man. P11. I don't know really what happened. Uh, there may have been something that happened in, in qualifying. The usual uh, mechanical issue, but P11 is no good. Do you think, do you think at any point in time, he might just kind of be like, fuck this Ferrari thing? Like the only thing is where he, where would he go? You yeah. Know? I, that's the, that's the um, issue with, it, <laughs> it kind of does suck for Charles. Cause um, I mean, he could possibly go to another top three team, but I don't see Red Bull taking him right now, and I don't see Mercedes taking him right now. Unless maybe if Lewis did go to Ferrari, Mercedes would then pick up Charles. That could be interesting. But um, yeah, that's that's kind of the stick with Charles' situation is where would he go where he has a car better than Ferrari, but he he can he can get a spot. I was gonna say. We were just talking about this literally five minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> what if Lawrence Stroll opens his big checkbook and he's like, Charles, forget the red and the yellow. Come on over to my Canadian residence and we will get this figured out between you, me, and my checkbook. And you're going to come to Aston Martin and you're going to race, not with my son. You're going to race with one of the greatest drivers of all time, Fernando Alonso. Yeah. And then that, once once he retires, you pick your teammate because I'm fucking done with my son. Like, literally, like, literally, I think that could yeah. happen. That could happen. Yeah, I mean, we were just, yeah, like we were saying earlier, it comes down to um, really like the father-son relationship. Um, <laughs> is he going to say, sorry, kid, you're you're off. But uh, from the business standpoint, that could that would be the smartest move possible for Aston Martin. I mean. If if I would really like that, if Charles and Fernando were racing Aston Martin, they could easily, if, if they started the season with those two, theoretically, I think they would be ahead of Red Bull right now easily. Wow. I um, don't think so. I don't think so. And it's not a slight at, at Charles or Fernando. 
Well, I think it's just it's it's a credit to how great Red Bull is. The car. I think with the with the Checo points, they could be, but um, if Checo was performing, I think Red Bull would definitely be a, in ahead of them. That's fair. That's fair. The drivers' championship, you still think Max would would still be Max? Ahead, right? Max would still be number one for sure. But um, like theoretically, if the season went how it did, but with that swap. Aston Martin could be ahead in constructors just because of the Checo issues, but um, Max would definitely probably be in first. I don't want to hate on my boy Charles because I love Charles, but you could make an argument just considering that you brought up the, the issues that Checo has had. You could say the same thing possibly about Charles. You know, I still think he needs to grow into that 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 stage of his career as a driver where he's not making stupid little mistakes. Because that, unfortunately, is, you know, what kind of, you know, that bundled with the the team not doing well, you know, as far as like managing and strategy last year. And then the mechanical stuff, which he can't control. But then the little mistakes, you know, like the Paul Ricard, you know, basically crash out of first place. Like you can't do that if you're trying to be a championship level driver. And he's had some of those moments again this year whether that's been in practices, whether it's been in qualifying or the races. So I still think there's growing to do with him. He he still hasn't reached his peak, but just as for the sake of argument, you could maybe consider one or two flops in there with a great car with Charles throughout the season. And, and I know Checo's had his, his deal uh, so far. So yeah, I, I, I agree with you though. They could definitely be one, one to mess with in the constructors if they would have had Charles from the start. I mean, that would have been that would have been fun to watch, I think. You uh, know? Yeah. I think that would have been really fun to watch, especially the way that Bahrain, you know, kind of unfolded and Fernando just passing everybody, you know, the Mercedes, Carlos getting that P3, just being electric. And yeah, it probably would have been fun to watch Charles, you know, get up through the field as well. So um <clears throat> Let me see here. Just looking at the rest of the standings. Was there any other comments you had about Barcelona? Um, no, not not off the top of my head. Okay, okay. Um, I'm gonna tap into my notes real quick here. Uh, I read something. Uh, as far as for Canada, I don't know how truthful this is, but apparently, if you are out on turn one, you cannot rejoin the track anymore. So this could be a huge shakeup. Uh, as far as, you know, how aggressive you are into that first turn at Canada, especially now considering the rain element, right? Yeah. So if you can't rejoin the track, and I don't know how hard it is to rejoin the track, I'm I'm sure there might be a gravel trap at that first turn. I, I can't remember 100%. I, yeah, I think there probably is. But, yeah, I mean, if that's the case, uh, we could see some drivers out on the very first turn of the first lap. Yeah. Uh, which will obviously, you know, give some excitement for the fans. But I'm sorry, did you say if you're out on the first turn on the first lap, you can't rejoin? Or if you're out on the first turn, the whole race, you can't rejoin? I think it's the first turn of any lap. Okay. Don't quote me, though. Okay. Well, that would be very interesting. I think I only just said, like, the first lap just because all the cars would be more bunched up. Yeah, I mean the first lap is definitely. I mean, you could see like seven people out just then. So I, I mean, I don't see how they could do that, but that would be very, 
that would throw like a wrench in the the process. Well, theoretically too, like you're not off the track unless all four of your wheels are not like within the parameters. Yeah. Uh, and that includes like the borders and stuff. So like there might be some arguments that could be made. Like if a, if a car slightly goes off and then they, they re-enter and then the FIA is just going to be like, duh, 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 uh, you cannot rejoin the race. Like, dude, they're yeah. just going to, they're going to come down from their little pit box, you know, that and they've you know, got. Real quick uh, about what you're saying. And we've been talking about this for a while is like, that could be a huge issue because when the FIA like does their like what we've been saying about like the pit like a five second violation you have to serve it in the pit, but then at the end of the race when the the drivers and the team go to the FIA and they're like well that that was bullshit yeah. and they turn it like how like like if they implemented that rule and they make a call and then at the end of the race the team is like well look at this and they're like oh we were wrong i mean that completely yeah over the 100 so that would that that would be very interesting to um see and that could that could also stir up a lot of controversy i just wonder if if the reasoning for this is just to deter i mean obviously they have the forecast of you know what the weekend is going to look like Imola wasn't raced because of it was canceled. Monaco, uh, to our knowledge, I'm pretty sure had rain. Barcelona yeah. didn't. It was a great race. Canada has the potential to be a great race, but if it's gonna rain, it could it could not be. Yeah. So maybe they're just trying to be like, hey, let's protect our investment here. Let's not lose kind of the summer rouse of there's no actual sports going on right now in the states like. This is our, you know, we're trying to target this American demographic. This is our target audience. Like, we're going to yeah. make sure we don't lose the viewers. So, Canada is the closest you can get when you've got Vegas in, in November and you've already done Miami. So, it's in Montreal, correct? The trip. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I was going to say, I, um, I actually got to double check that, but I think I'm pretty so. sure it is. I'm pretty sure it is because I was going to say Toronto, but it didn't sound right. But I was like, if it was Toronto, I mean, that, you know, they're an international city. So, and it's obviously right across the street from Detroit. That's in America. Um, so, <laughs> I don't know why I had to say it like that, but it was just funny. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, Northern Hemisphere. North, yeah. Northwestern Hemisphere, whatever. You're, um, you're on the same continent, so, I mean, you're... Yeah, like, we like, rep in North America. Like, is, yeah, let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, dude. Like, do you realize, like, Formula One is, like, actually international. Like, it's everywhere. And when yeah. they come to our continent, it's like, yo, we rep it. Yeah, and I don't know it. how big it is in Canada either. Like, I mean, I know how it is in, you know, like, the other parts of the world, especially, like, Britain and stuff. But I don't know how big of a following it has in Canada. So, yeah, I'm not sure. But there aren't that many people in Canada. Shout out to the one and only Daniel Pike. But there, there's like, I think, 30, 40 million people in Canada. I could be wrong, wrong about that. You know, I'm going to look it up right now. I'm going to look it up right now. I'm looking at how many people 30, live in Canada. 40 million people in Canada. That would be outstanding to me. 38.25 million. Jesus Damn, that Christ. Is nothing. Although the thing about Canada is you've got like, like, 
on the U.S. border, you've got like like housing up here, and then it's all just like trees and nothing above like a certain point. So yeah, it, it's kind of limited. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me but look that's, at Canada's. That's shocking. I would not have guessed that they've only got um forty million. Their biggest cities, the three biggest cities, account for like thirty three percent of their population. Yeah, that 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 makes sense. Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver. Toronto, Montreal, and Vancouver. <laughs> uh, speaking of Canada and, and this Grand Prix weekend this weekend, um, we kind of expect Red Bull to be at the top, right? But these upgrades from, from Aston Martin, big upgrades from Aston Martin, some more slight upgrades from Mercedes, but also building on what they did at Barcelona – what are we thinking? We we could see here in the podium. I'm not even going to bring up the F word because they don't deserve to be in that conversation. And they're and banned. yeah, they're banned. They're banned, banned. They're banned until I am reinstate realm. them. Yeah, no, seriously, they've been shadow banned until further notice for everyone that, listening. That can be our first meme since we're going to start making memes for the uh. <laughs> yes, that can yeah. be our first meme. <laughs> It's like you will not utter the name. Or you, what, what do they do in Harry Potter when it's like he who he, must not be he who shall not be named? Yes, exactly. That's gonna be Ferrari. That's gonna be Ferrari going forward, Old man. Ferrari. <laughs> Fred Fred Vasseur is gonna have to get you know his Emperor Palpatine you know ego going. He's gonna have to be like, this is how we're running things now. Like no more bullshit. I no more fucking. <laughs> literally i i and also you know and this is just speaking like this is a little off topic but just a tangent on this like it just speaks to how much ownership and management above you know the head coach right or the the team principal matters in sports you see it all the time whether it's the nfl or it's the mlb or it's the nba like a bad ownership trickles down man it trickles oh, yeah. down and just the way We've that Ferrari, how Aston yeah. Martin, like exactly, exactly. I mean, that's that's more of a family personal predicament, you know, yeah. maybe something they can handle at Thanksgiving, but it, obviously they haven't. So, yeah, I mean, I think, um, yeah, Ferrari, man, it's uh, it's just kind of, I don't know, I should have picked a different team, man, but I can't, I can't, you can't, you are, you are Italy. Full Italiano. I know. I can't. I can't fucking. Yeah, man. But yeah, going back to Canada. Sorry, that was that was a quite a tangent. I might have to clip that up. That was kind of funny. I like yeah. that. That was a nice little nice little bit we had there. Yeah. But um, yeah, I I think uh for at least for my podium, I'm definitely having Max winning the race. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I might just have to bet my house on it that he's gonna probably honestly win the race. like it isn't a. The thing you could bet your house on Max winning, and it's like, what? What are the odds of that? Like, well, they're better than the odds of you know Jokic freaking leading the NBA Finals in assists, even though Murray almost topped him. That would have been insane if you bet Murray. But yeah, no, it's like probably like minus a thousand at least. Yeah, maybe minus nine hundred if they're feeling feeling nice. That's what it was, I think, in Miami because I was looking at it. In Miami, before I left for for California, where the land of illegal betting is the only way you can bet. Um, so yeah, um, I, I think it's not legal betting. So unfortunate. Um, shout out, shout out to uh, the bookies out there. 
because They know they've who they got are. they've got that 18 plus casino out there uh Yeah, in uh, Morongo or whatever. yeah so i i thought they'd have betting this whole time i thought like i mean it's california too like they they've got like everything legal pretty much so it's like Dude, I was walking down the street the other day, and I swear, like, I was telling my mom this. I was like, you know, the one thing I do love about L.A. is you could just, like, walk up and down the street in the city, and you just see motherfuckers just, like, just just taking out, like, a pipe and just, like, Yeah. just, like, just Well, smoking it on the sidewalk. also And obviously, the it's weed. It's not crack because I can smell. <laughs> but yeah, go. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say, well, the government will give them like crack pipes and needles Oh, to smoke. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, that's if you get there in time. You know, it's it's almost like Black Friday or, or you know, You like gotta a, a drop you gotta go of to a the shoe. the addiction center and wait in line for the. I know. Yeah, I'm sure that they, you know, just I was going to say camp out outside, but that's a little it's a little fucked up. Um, They just might be waiting outside. You know what I mean? For those for those crack pipes. Uh, unfortunately. Uh, but yo, what are you thinking for Canada? If if we can get a clean race, Max is that one. max one? Yeah, but like I don't know. After that, you know, I'm asking you. Um, yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm kind of on a toss up because um two two's very, very hard, I think. Cause I kind of want to put Fernando because he's been consistent and assuming this package, it's a four package, which is very important, very big upgrade. So that could be huge. But also Lewis, you know, Mercedes last last race, a couple upgrades for this race, you know. I mean, that's gonna be that's gonna be toss up. Um, and then I mean, of course, Checo, assuming everything goes well, good quality. You got Checo for two as well. I mean, that's Yeah. a pretty good call. So um <laughs> I I honestly think we could see Lewis again in P2 and then that P3 spot will be heavily fought for between Fernando Alonso and George Russell. Um maybe if Charles decides to have a good weekend, maybe he'll be in there. Um And but yeah, outside of that, you know, assuming everything goes to to plan, right? Because if if there is rain during the race, I don't know. Chico's been on a little bit of a downturn. I know he was P four last weekend, but could we see a little Danny Ricardo? Could we see a little Danny Rick this year? Oh, uh, I actually saw something on Instagram. I don't know how true it is, um, but speaking of Daniel, I saw something about like uh, him going to Renault um, on a deal. I don't know uh, like how verifiable that is because it was just an Instagram post, but Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, that would probably be a good move for Daniel for Well, Renault like Alpine Renault? um probably maybe I don't know actually Cuz they're the they're the engine manufacturer yeah for Alpine and Alpine bought the naming rights of the team from Renault. mm, So, yeah unless Renault re-enters the grid in 26, that could be a possibility though because yeah. uh they were around forever. I don't know. I just, the the post was just like Daniel could could Daniel Ricardo be signing a two year deal with Renault and like that it was just like a picture of him in those words. So, uh, Hey, speaking of Daniel Ricardo, sorry to interrupt, sorry to interrupt, but speaking of Daniel Ricardo, um, shout out the Red Flags podcast, by the way. You know, I, I'm gonna send a little collab, uh, 
after we get some more episodes kind of going here, get a little bit more rhythm. But they're a great little podcast. Uh, I actually don't even listen to podcasts. I just see their clips and they're fucking hilarious. <laughs> so um, they put me onto this uh, little issue. But speaking of Daniel Ricardo, he was at Lauren Stroll's daughter's wedding. Now, what's the significance of this? Well, that got the F1 eyes, right, on, on this event. Oh, you know? yeah, oh, I see. I see and, and and so so the F1 eyes, you know, maybe they like golf. And the reports are that not only was the PGA commissioner at this wedding, oh, so was the guy from Liv. Mm. And now, since, you know, this weekend or this week, They've announced their partnership moving forward. Seems a little conspicuous that they're both at the same wedding just a week or two ago. Maybe dealing with some business. I don't know. I don't know. But it definitely sounds like some shady, like, mob shit. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to the birthday party. And then talking about, you know, killing Billy. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I think, you know, Lawrence Stroll is definitely one of those interconnected guys you know obviously a billionaire uh he probably a lot of influence yeah i'm sure you know he may have had a little hand in this like hey you know i've got a wedding coming up you guys want to discuss some business away from the eyes away from the paparazzi let me give me a little stake in this little you know three couple percent here a couple points and i'm sure that's how this i mean dude the way that the real world worked it's crazy but yeah like literally, like I just thought it was funny the way that he like kind of the the guy on the Red Flags podcast. He just kind of like you know ingratiated the F one community in this. He was like, you know, we love Danny Rick. He was looking fly as hell in, in this, you know, you know whatever suit he had, you know, the tuxedo. But the real story from this wedding, and then he got into that. I was like, damn, damn, <laughs> that's crazy. You gotta um, watch out for his safety. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but um. Yeah, I I just thought that was uh just a a cool little thing yeah. that I that I saw. But honestly, there wasn't a whole lot else um that that I had in my notes here. I, I don't know if you want to you want to talk about anything else. Um, um, I no, I think we covered like everything that we talked about. We wanted to talk about. Did we talk about last time about Shakira and Taylor Swift? What? Oh, um, had a with Lewis, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because hey, Shakira think, keeps pulling up. Yeah, she does. She does. And there were there was somewhere that was. Were they? Um, I don't know. I saw the picture of them together at like. Uh, I don't think it was at a race or something. I think it was like post race at a place. Probably it might have been like on a yacht. Is yeah, maybe like a yeah, yeah. It was. It looked like like a dinner party or something. Average people yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, could could very well have been a yacht after like <laughs> or something. Oh my god, dude! You have you seen Entourage? You 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 seen Entourage, right? I mean, Aiden's Aiden. Yeah, I was about I was, to say we may. All right, we we may have to like cut this part out, but. I'll give you the sneak peek. The meme that I made last night is the the Jeffrey Dahmer clip where he's okay. like, we're going to sit here and watch a movie. And the text is like, 
point of view, everybody's shit faced on the couch and Aiden gets his hands on the TV remote and I've got the entourage intro on the TV. <laughs> Dude, literally, no, that's but hilarious. I've seen bro. like at least half of it from being with Aiden. I, I actually was watching it last night, like actually started like episode one and two because I haven't seen it in order, but I've probably seen at least half of the yeah. show. No, that's kind of how I felt. Uh, we, me and the boys uh, this summer have been rewatching it because Bannon hasn't seen it. And yeah. it's just crazy because, like, like you pick up, like, on a lot of things, the more and more you watch it about just, like, no, not, I, I don't want to sound like, like I'm an all-knowing or anything, but, like, how the world kind of works, like, how people in Hollywood navigate. Um, yeah. And, well, I mean, that's, like, yeah. the whole show pretty yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be, like, loosely based off of kind of shit that actually happened on top of, like, Obviously, they're actors. They want to embellish things and make it more, you know, theatrical more entertaining, and entertaining. Yeah. yeah, but when you boil it down, when you actually, you know, are kind of sitting through, like, dude, what was he thinking, right? Um, and I even relate it to the new show that everyone's been hating on. And yes, it has been a little sexual, but The Idol with Abel. Oh, I haven't and, watched that yet. Okay. Yeah, Lily Debrose. Um. Yeah, she is a she's she's a beaut, but um that show and showing just kind of you know what they've done uh or not what they've done but like how people operate in the music world you know what i mean and it's got like a crazy crazy past behind him too i mean yeah and i'm sure he had stories that in fact or jesus impacted how that story was written you know what i mean because he's in the show he's not like the uh uh protagonist he's kind of the antagonist uh as far as like, yeah, he's, like, kind of, like, the guy that's, like, getting this artist out of her shell. Like, he's, like, trying to, like, kind of sway her to, like, kind of just, you know, envelop her within him. Like, oh, like, you love me so much, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And little does she know, he runs his own talent agency. So, like, it's almost okay. like he's, like, courting her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is it is it good? Is the show good? I think I think a lot of people I, are hating on it just because of how sexual it is. You know what I mean? I mean, I I expected it to be that way though, with like the weekend making it and like the premise of the show. I don't think that's unexpected, but to me, it seemed kind of like Euphoria, but adult. So I'm more inclined to watch because I didn't want to watch. I like was like, I'm absolutely not gonna watch Euphoria <laughs> since this is like different premises and not high school kids. I might yeah. watch. I'm gonna wait and like see. Well, yeah, they're still releasing it every weekend, but. Yeah. Uh, you bring up Euphoria. Actually, they had to fire their original director because he couldn't do it uh, the really? way that Ava wanted, and they brought in the Euphoria director. So oh. apparently, yeah, apparently, like it is in the same world as Euphoria, just like obviously different setting. So yeah, okay, it's like shot well, the same Euphoria, way. I don't really, like know what to expect, but yeah, yeah, it's um. I from seeing just the first season of Euphoria and seeing the first two episodes of this series is definitely uh you can see the similarities. Um and yeah, there there's some scenes in there that are just kind of like what the hell? Um, but it's it's <laughs> crazy to like like actually like going back to the whole point about like how the world works and like watching entourage and shit. Um, it just shows you like the real inside of like damn like when you really like focus on what's actually happening in the Mm -hmm. show it's like wow like they are cut throat yeah 
they they will just switch on you like that. Like the, you could be working for someone for like ten years, and then you're like, oh, but that that person's better. You know, book it. Yeah. I'm with that. It's like shit, man. So, yeah, um, I feel like that's how you know it relates back to sports. All always, always, always. Yeah, you know, teams you, do it all the like, time. Uh, who said? I think Drake. Music and sports are so synonymous. They are, man. They are. I mean, man, that I might just have to put that in my bio or something, man. Music and sports are so. <laughs> Hey, but hey, if there's nothing else uh, we got to cover, man, I think we should be chilling. We should be yeah, chilling. This is a great episode. Yeah, we've, we've Loki just been on like a random, like, we've just been talking to each other for the last like five minutes or so. It's all good, though. It's all good, it's all though. good, though. Yeah. It's all good, though. Um, For everyone that does not know, this is Victory Lap Podcast. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. I am going to post this audio clip uh probably on anchor just because i have an account already and i've already had some episodes uploaded there so it's easier for an audio file since this yeah. is zoom but i do want to see if i can clip up certain things from this yeah, podcast I, I agree visually because i'm just thinking like if i cut it down the middle here put in premiere and cut it down the middle we'll have like a nice one two kind of like how it is on the live anyways mm-hmm. um so yeah just try and find you know a, a couple clips or two and post yeah. those to the Victory Lap Instagram. Uh, but thank you guys for your continued support. I know we've been, you know, kind of in and out of the dark here. Uh, but we were gonna try and get more consistent and then come the school year. Uh, I mean, the season is is really just halfway over. It's crazy yeah. to think about, but it's really only like halfway it over. Goes so. By so fast, but it we does got lap too. So yeah, and and speaking of a lot left, you know, American tracks a lot left. You know, we've got Austin and we've got Vegas. So. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe. Hopefully, hopefully, we're at Vegas with the live coverage. We'll see. We'll see. No, no guarantees. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll catch y'all uh probably next week. Yeah. 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 All right. We'll All make right. it a occurrence. We'll get a day. Trust. All right. Peace. Y'all stay safe. Deuces.